And you are listening to FOW Live here on uh, the FOW Radio Network. I am Patrick uh, with Benny Danger. Uh, Eric is here, was here. I don't know. We'll find out uh, without so much. Um, maybe Eric realized that, uh, it's not, that they were probably going to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Said, I, I'm out of here for right now. Let me, let me take a quick break. Yeah, oh, maybe he had to take a restroom break, huh? Yeah. I don't know what just happened. That was weird. You were there, and then you weren't, and then you were back. Scary. Yeah, it's like you were here, but you were not. It's, yeah. Welcome but to my life. How are you guys doing, fellas? Doing all right. Another exciting week of the uh, of wrestling to discuss. Yeah. Let's 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 uh, let's let's get started with uh, with the uh, what do you call it with Eric's favorite New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, All right, are you caught yeah. up on your show? It's not? okay. So they started the fifteenth. I've, I've watched two of the four shows. Okay, so you're halfway yeah. there. So we won't really discuss That's results, it. but we'll talk about um, yeah how yeah. they're doing and, and so well yeah so we, we, yeah we, we can take out the first two. Uh, because some fun things. Uh, well, uh, we, as, as far as the, the first uh, the first show, of course, we knew it's gonna it was going to be uh, a mix of both uh, the World Tag League and the best of Super Juniors. I wasn't sure exactly how they were going to do it until they did it. Uh, like basically every other match. But uh, yeah, they just alternated. Notes, yeah, yeah. How, how did you like that first of all? Um. It worked okay, but yet again, after being on the six-show format for so long, to come back to ten shows, or ten matches, I mean, six-match format to come back to a ten-match format, it made the show feel longer. It made it feel like there was a whole lot more going on, um, you know, more matches to pay attention to, and just made the show feel like it dragged, even though it really didn't. It's not like any of those matches were particularly long, you know, like were really long matches. It because there were more matches, it just felt like there was it was a bigger show. It was a longer show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I saw originally before I I read I started watching it, it was like over three hours long or three hours long. Yeah, you're I like I remember oh, the last no uh, one that was three hours yeah. long. I was like, uh, yeah. are they doing the whole entire Jingu- Jingu- stadium show? Was yeah, it was the last big show, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it was, yeah. It definitely but, made yeah. it felt a little different. Uh, well, so I think a couple of things. Uh, the Empire uh, got yes, a lot. The new member. Bigger. The new a member. Bigger. Uh, JF Cobb. Now, Jeff Cobb had announced earlier this year that he has signed a contract, uh, and but he did not say where. Uh, of course, he had been working with me Japan in the U.S., but you know, a lot of those yeah. guys, you know, work without contracts. 
but yeah, he he shows up as a member, as the newest member of the Empire. Um, has to you know, congrats to him on, on getting this uh, new contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, he's definitely yeah. a great fit for it. Uh, the style. Uh, and yeah. the Empire, uh, you know, has a lot of meat. It continues to grow. And continues to grow. Yeah, continues to grow in in big guys. Um, basically, all supporting Osprey. But I was a little surprised by Cobb. I didn't expect to see him. I expected to see somebody new, a new debut, somebody we hadn't seen, um, rather than somebody we'd seen, you know, on New Japan fairly frequently. I mean, he was part of the G1. He's Last year, he was part of the Tag League. I mean, he's been around New Japan for a while. He was a former um, Never Openweight champion. So he's he's not a stranger to New Japan or New Japan fans. But um, so even, even going past where you've watched and today's show, um, we haven't heard a full explanation of why he decided to join the Empire. In the back, yeah. I watch the backstage comments every day, and with the sh- after the show, they air. You know, they come on. You know, twelve, eighteen, a right. day and a half later or something. And uh, I watch those because you get some good interview stuff in there, and you get some good story stuff. Um, and it usually moves by pretty quickly. It's like twenty minutes of of interviews smashed together, kind of like the old ECW style where these just do interview after interview after interview. But they were all really short interviews. Right, you know, only like a minute or two each. Some of them are even shorter than that. Um, but Cobb hasn't really said why he decided to join the Empire. He just came out and he said, "Because of you," he's all he he's all he said on the second night, and he pointed to the camera. And so I'm guessing it, he's feeling the fans aren't weren't giving him support or something. So he decided to join where they would, you know, I guess. But we haven't really heard a full explanation of of his his deciding to to join with them. Yeah, uh, de- definitely a great pick, though. A, a, a really good choice. Uh, and, yeah, excited to see uh, them. I mean, they, they look really good together. They look great. Uh, yeah, they're looking really, good as a tag team so yeah. far, yeah. Uh, the Dangerous Stackers, the champs, uh, looking great in the first two matches, the first two days, yeah. 15-16. So far, I mean, uh, you know, even though the, the Empire will, you know, they did lose all night too. Uh, I thought, I mean, I think the Empire right now and the Dangerous Strikers are two of my favorites to to win this whole thing. Yeah, I think you have to count Dangerous Strikers because of the champions, and they've just looked so strong for since since gaining the belts. Um, but I think you also can't count out the God, uh, the Girls of Destiny. And it's just because they've they haven't won the tag league before, but the last couple of years they've entered tag league as champions and entered the wrestle entered the Tokyo Dome as defending champions, but they never walk out with the belts. So I think this could be the year that maybe they win tag league and they enter um, the Tokyo Dome as as challengers rather than as champions. Mm-hmm. But. You know, I mean, they they look a good, strong team. You can never count them out just because they're you know the most they have the most tag team championship reigns of any active team right now. Um, and Techers, of course, looking great. Um, yeah, the Empire looking good. Who else is looking decent? Um, oh, Sonata and Shingo look pretty good together. 
Yeah, they did. They As did. I really did. There's any combination of LIJ seems to mesh really well together. They always seem to have a lot of combination maneuvers, and they're they do a lot of that un, unspoken tag team work where they don't even have to to call signals or anything, and they're just there when the other guy needs them. Uh, yeah. Always and in good Finn position, good body good placement. Well. Yeah, of course, Finn Juice too is the defending World Tag League champions and former tag team champions. We saw, we were there live the night they they lost them in their first defense to mm-hmm. the Gorillas of Destiny. Um, yeah. But uh, it, so you got a few teams right now, and yet again, it's just starting out. A lot just can happen. Um, you know, so kind of hard to make predictions really until it gets right. down to. Towards the it'll end, you can start kind of seeing things. Oh yeah, it'll it'll change very frequently. So, uh, lastly, for night one, that main event uh, blew me away. It was it was a, a perfect choice for the uh, you know in uh, Hiromu and uh, in Ishimori being the the match that closed the show. Uh, for yeah. night one, definitely the right pick. Uh, those two guys that my, it was by long shot the match of the night, and yeah, it, it kind of got me extra excited for the uh, best of super juniors, even though I, I was already there. Uh, you know that that match is just fantastic in every single way. Yeah, I mean these guys have had a great rivalry, and they're pretty much the top, you know, the number one and the number two guy in the division. I mean, Hiromu's number one because he's most popular, but Ishimori is always there as a top contender, as a champion, you know, off and on. Um, so essentially, right now, the number one, number two, Ishimori did make Hiromu tap. Out, you know, he beat Hiromu to win the belt, so there is that rivalry still. Um, and Hiromu getting the win over the champion. I mean, even even if he doesn't win the tag, you know, the best of super juniors could put him in line for a future uh, title shot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to night two, um, we you know, like I said, you know, we got to see other, you know the teams that we like: Girls Destiny, The Empire, uh, Fingers, and uh, LOD, uh, and the Digger Stackers. Now. Um, you you sighed when we were going through these names originally, and when we brought up Tanahashi uh, and Hinari. And Hinari, yes. Uh, because Hinari is a crap part. How do you part. feel I now? I, don't, I still don't like him, okay? They haven't gotten a win yet. They haven't gotten a win. Hinari is a, a – I don't like Hinari. He's just kind of blah, okay? He's not really that great. He's just kind of there. And he tries, and he tries, and he's just kind of blah. And to put the ace with him, I feel like it's not really helping to elevate Tanahashi. You need somebody – right now, Tanahashi feels like he's on some kind of backslide. And you need somebody who's going to grab him and help elevate him to where he needs to be. And Tanara is not the guy to do that. Yeah. I mean, we thought Code Ibushi maybe was the guy to do that, but Ibushi was more worried about elevating himself rather than elevating the duo. Um, so you need some, you know, I don't know who would be the perfect pick for Tanahashi, but I I think Hinari is just a bad choice. I don't like Toa Hinari. Yeah. Um, tell us how you really feel. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I get, I get se- second, uh, second day, uh, you know, uh, 
Bullet Club versus Bullet Club already uh, yep. fighting, uh, although everything is fine. Uh, well, they okay. So here's something that Tomatonga said in the in the uh, comments. He we said after night one or night two. After night two, after they had the Bullet Club okay. Bullet Club fight, right. he said after they almost killed Chase. After Owen. they pretty much tried to yeah, after they tried to kill each other, and he said. He said, hey, it's not about being Bullet Club. He said, it's about being the best team. He said, the good brother days of the Bullet Club are over. And I think that means it's a reference to Carl and Doc, of course. Whenever you say good brothers, that's who people think of. But they were all about being team and being buddies and being having a good time. It's, it's not about that. It's about being the best. And the G.O.D. wants to win World Tag League and prove that they're the best. And that's what they're doing. And so I think that's where... The line is drawn. Is they're not going to go out there and have, you know, a friendly match with other teams in the Bullet Club. They're going to go out there and try to win, and they're going to win like they would with any other team at any cost. And um, so that adds an interesting dynamic. Yeah, uh, if you're Chase always found it out. Yeah, Chase found it out, and you know, um, and I guess anytime the Bullet Club fights each other, it's not going to be a friendly fight. It's not going to be a brother versus brother matchup. It's going to be we're out here to hurt you just like we would any other team. So I think that's, that's where things may be a little bit different in the bull club, but you know, they all, they, they all too sweeted before the match. And then, you know, kind of like, they even walked away and came out together. Oh yeah. They all came out together. Yeah. And, and too sweeted all together in the ring before the match and stuff. And then after the match, it was all done, you know, like it was all, you know, I mean, they'll go back and be friends, but they're not, once the, that bell rings. They're they're just another team. They're just another another opposing team trying to stop them from being world tag league champions. Yeah. So uh, that's fun. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up more on the rest as I get cut up here. Um, but yeah, Eric, are you love are you loving the, the tag league right now? Yes. All right. Uh, just just like I thought. Just like I thought. Uh okay. Um so uh where 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 to go next? Uh WWE NXT man that women's match. Well first of all the women took over the show. We had three matches uh involving the women, uh including uh the main event, which I thought uh was fantastic. What what did you guys think about this week's NXT and the return of uh, of the undisputed and, and the speeder era, led by Adam Cole. Baby. Yeah, in full force. Mm-hmm. In full force, the undisputed era there. Um, I think it's good, and we, you know, and of course, the big news coming out is that War Games is returning. Yeah, um, War Games December sixth. You know, it'll be undisputed era versus McAfee's team, which I don't know. I can't remember if they have a name officially named or not. I thought they called um, the brand. Board of brand. For the brand, the, yeah. for the brand or whatever, yeah. yeah. For the brand, that's lame. It's a lame. At least name. that's what I think because they they had they keep having that in the. That's in the true. Background. It has it like it's like a symbol behind them when they come out. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, I guess we'll find that later. And then we also get a, apparently we're also getting a women's war games as Team Shotzi versus Team Candice. I'm guessing Team Candice will be like Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, um, and. Indeed. Indy, yeah, Indy Hartwell probably would be on their team as well. 
And then Shotzi's team would be, I don't know, there's a lot of baby faces that are hurt. And I don't I don't know if you're gonna throw <laughs> EO in there into you know, into the war games when she's the champion. I don't know if you would throw EO in there, but Tony Storm's definitely a possibility. That's true. Tony, yeah, um, since Tony and Sto- and and Shotzi have kind of like helped each other out a little bit already. And then maybe Rhea. But I I kind of well, it a seems like Rhea's, Rhea's on her way up. It seems yeah. it seems like she's yeah. Well, it seems like she's heading towards one of the other brands. Yeah. Especially cuz she did like she gave like kind of the hug goodbye kind of, you know. She had her it, was, it wasn't just yeah. it wasn't just like it's a good match. It was like her you know, call. Thanks thanks for your tenure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She had kind of had that moment even if it's not coming right away. They may keep her out of the the next storyline just in order to wait for her to go up to SmackDown or Raw. The reason yeah. I believe she's going to SmackDown is because there's an open spot available on the SmackDown women on the team, and I just figured that'd be a good way to debut her. Uh, but oh, that would yeah. be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. Like everybody's like, who's the fourth woman, fifth woman, whoever, however many they have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They change. Yeah, it five on five, right? I think it's five on yeah. five this year again. People will crave seeing the Thunderdome. Yeah. More about that later. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. The main event was fantastic. I, I, Rhea was like, her ear got ripped open or something because that that looked rough. Like the whole side of her head was like covered in blood. Yeah, it might have been one of her earrings or something got snagged. Probably, possibly. Yeah, it just looked like a big chunk of meat. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. So, quick things here, NXT, Undisputed uh, Era, will this be their last War Games? I don't know. Do you, do you bring them up? Do you, do you leave them I mean, in NXT? What do you do with them? You can't keep them in NXT forever, I guess, right? I mean, eventually, McMahon probably wants to use them. And... Uh... Listen, you they, they, you, they can only sell so many shirts on NXT right now, okay? Uh, you got to get them out of the CWC um, and, you know, into the into the millions and millions, all right? Uh, every, time you say, every time they say CWC, I'm like, the Cruiserweight Classic? I'm so confused. That's what I, that's what I, that's what it brings <laughs> in my head, too. I always get so confused. I'm like, why, why are they at the Cruiserweight Classic? <laughs> That I mean, they're all cruiserweights, almost. I don't I'm know. pretty sure they actually all are. Not a, yeah. not necessarily under two. I don't know if they're all under two hundred five. Two hundred five under the yeah. old. They're definitely all under the old two twenty five rule. Light heavyweights. There we go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Two twenty five was the old cruiserweight rule, but two hundred five is the new, the newer rule. So they're probably yes. I know Roddy Roddy at least for a little while was because he wrestled on two oh five before the Undisputed Era joined That's up true. with the team. That's true. Forgot about that. I mean look, they can all be two oh five, okay? Nobody's really weight, you know, checking their weights. Nobody's checking the weight. You can say they're two twenty and then they're like two oh one and right. nobody cares. It's yeah. wrestling. They, 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 they were two oh five. They always it's say like they're the taller and they're big heavier. It's like in the UFC, you know, they, they weigh in like a day a day before the fight at at, yeah, at the weight limit, but when they go into the octagon, they're like twenty. They're like pounds twenty pounds heavier. heavier. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. They pack on like twenty no, pounds in a day and a half. Mm-hmm. They just sit there on their couches and eat cocoa puffs. That's all they do. 
Well, they yeah. just like they like super dehydrate and emaciate themselves for the yeah. weigh-ins, and then they, they like just really, chow yeah. down, carb up, exactly. carb up, and rehydrate, and then they're yeah. like, yeah, they're like twenty pounds heavier. Yeah. I do that every day too, but I don't, I don't, you know, starve myself first. I just eat. Yeah, yeah. you just you just, just came about losing. Yeah, I just uh, carb. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think of the spear era. They, ha- I mean. The, yes, uh, NXT gets them a lot of stuff and whatever, and they do a lot for the brand. But uh, <laughs> they're, they're not. Oh, yeah, they're they're not. I think they've reached a point where they're they're not gonna elevate the brand. They're not gonna elevate NXT <laughs> anymore. Go. I think at this point, it's not about the main roster and WWE elevating. Uh, Undisputed Era, uh, and there's still a lot of people who do not know who these four guys are. All right, I mean, let's just be honest. There's WWE, you know, even the even the hardcore WWE fans just watch Raw and SmackDown, and they know that this is development place, but that's about it. A lot of them don't 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 watch it, you know. Uh, yeah. A lot of people who just watch on Mondays, watch on Fridays, and that's it. That that's all they, they do, and they watch on Sundays. Uh, but NXT, there's still there's still there's still there a market there, and I think there's they can sell a whole lot more uh, T-shirts if they move it to the main roster. And that's a, that, that at this point that's exactly, that's what you want. You want to make more money, and I think that. The money is with Raw and SmackDown. Those are the brands that are paying you millions and millions of dollars and keeping this money, this company afloat in a pandemic, right? Because no matter mm-hmm. what's going on, they have no house shows. They may never have house shows. Uh, their life gate is zero, but they're still pumping out TV shows and getting paid lots of money for them. So, yeah. They, they got to feed the, the real beast. And, and that's the reason why yeah. uh, T- Tony Khan will never go Monday nights uh, because they know that they're not going to be able to compete there because Monday night is the bread and butter wrestling. Well, so do the biggest thing, of course, that everybody says is do you keep them together or do you split them apart? Um, well, so I, 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 I've heard it both ways. I've, I've heard it where they, they can, that they will, they will separate them. I hear they will keep them together. Uh, I think now here's my, uh, my prediction, and we can talk more about this as we get closer to War Games, but I wouldn't be surprised if they split them at War Games. It is, if one or two turned their back on the other, and yeah. that's how the brand beats on the spirit era, and then they split and move up. Uh, I don't know. I, I could see something like that happening. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. I, I feel like reg- I feel like you have to have them together to start with on the main roster. It just that would be the smart thing makes to do. Sense. Yeah. I mean, you well, you can the, you can go from there afterwards, but it just would not make sense to break them up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can always break them yeah. up in NXT and put them back together in the main roster, right? I'm like, look, look, look we we made up. Like they we did for we were never apart. Jonathan. That was a different. That was a different different universe. We were never together. We were never apart. We were always yeah. together. 
It was an yeah, alternate it was universe. It was a parallel universe. Multiverse, yeah. 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 But yeah, that I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh but whatever's gonna happen, I think I think these guys are heading to the main roster eventually at some point. They they have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. They they've done everything they can. Uh, in, in NXT, and I think that at this point, if you're, if uh, if the Fed is really going to get their money's worth, uh, out of the Undisputed Era, they got to move them up to the main roster and sell more T-shirts. Uh, Finn Balor is back, um, and that's fun. I, I was afraid that his injury was going to be worse than it really was, so it was nice to see him back. Um, and who else came back? Uh, and Antonio Ruiz, or however you say his name, who, yeah. who, funny enough, was drafted to Monday Night Raw earlier this year. He's back on NXT, yeah. He's back on NXT already, yeah. That, that was, uh, that was quick. Yeah, well, I guess they felt that he, he needed some more NXT time, maybe. Creative has nothing for him. There you go, brother. Yeah, well, so maybe they, they had him there when they thought they were going to keep the underground. And then, he, now, he, look, here's my thoughts about Raw Underground. And I think that now this is, you know, first time shame on me, next, no, shame on you, second time shame on me. This is the la- the second time that in wrestling, someone has tried to something underground and it didn't last. We don't like to be underground. We like everything to come to light. Yeah. There's no light underground. I mean, this one didn't even last three or four seasons. The other underground lasted. Uh, But alas, um, yes, things with the name underground do not last. Sad day. Um, What did you guys make of uh, Leon Ruff's... uh, U.S. title second win and his attitude. Now, I, I, I've I've had the pleasure of working with with Ruff once or twice, um, you know, and you know the 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 funny ish gimmick, or whatever the smiley gimmick personality kind of like. I think it's like very much his personality. It's not something that I'm very keen on, it, but the way that it was presented. Uh, this week on NXT, I actually thought it worked very well. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it seems to be working so far. You know, as him kind of being like this underdog who's just kind of scraping by. Um, but then, you know, at the end when he kind of got the best of them for a brief moment, you know, uh, he, start, he looked kind of excited and then he's like, oh, crap, no, I didn't get the best of them. You know, like I, I think that I think you're right from my experience with him and seeing him at other shows, that is kind of close to his real personality, or at least the personality he exudes at in all of wrestling. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see where it continues to go. I have been instructed by Team Gargano to not comment on this, so just know it's under investigation. Because the Orlando screw job will not stand. Mm. Well, you know, Johnny screwed Johnny. 
So, yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. Um, speaking of the NXT, um, Kevin Owens is going back to NXT next week for a special edition of the Kevin Owens, Owens show. Um, yeah, to do commentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, We've heard rumors, and we've even speculated the possibility of Kevin Owens going back down to NXT. In fact, uh, I may have been the one that that guessed that it would have been him making the return to NXT at the last takeover. Um, Yeah. What do you guys think of the possibility of? Well, he already did return, and he already did go to NXT for War Games last year. Is the mystery? I'm talking full time. Yeah. Well, he had talked. He wants to go down and work a few people, and you know, experience that again, etc. Um, you know, let him. Why not? You know, it'll be hopefully it'll it'll draw people's eyes that you talked about who only watch Raw and SmackDown and make them pay attention and maybe go, okay, maybe I should check out the NXT. Maybe it's not just a bunch of newbies who don't really know how to wrestle. You know, maybe it is. Maybe they are good wrestlers down there, and there's some good stuff happening. Well, mm-hmm. wasn't that technically what Balor was supposed to do? Was to bring the eyes to NXT? Because he was I mean, such probably a... somewhat. Yeah, I mean, like just just in terms of, you know, Balor was one of the like most loved per- people on the main roster from the fans' perspective. And then I figured once they announced he was moving to NXT, that that fan base would join him. But it doesn't seem like that much has. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, did it? Did it not? As far as most people know, they probably just thought he got injured and and disappeared again. They don't know that he didn't. Maybe we went to NXT. Oh, he's injured again. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, The Thunderdome, uh, let's go from the CWC. To the Thunderdome. Uh, the Thunderdome is moving from Orlando to Tampa. Uh, it's taking a two-hour drive over to uh, the house that Hulk Hogan built. Totally that, no. Anybody would have built Tampa would have been dusty. That was more his territory. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're going to the baseball stadium that's apparently turfed uh, yeah. over at where the Tampa Bay... Rays or whatever you say, how you say the names, they when they play now that the uh, baseball season is done. Um, yeah, now I've never been to this stadium. Um, here it's out in the middle of nowhere, though, right? Isn't, isn't it yeah, kind of out in the middle? It's literally of on a swamp, yeah. Like they literally yeah. filled in a swamp to build the stadium. Well, that, that's fine because I mean it's not like they're having fans come to this thing. That's that's true. It's not like there's actual people that will be yeah. inside there apart from the performers and the crew. Yeah. It's uh, to be technically speaking, it's it's literally it's in uh, Saint it's Saint Petersburg, which yeah, yeah it's uh, that that is like the the, the third the third uh, of uh, what do you call it. Of Tampa, Trash. like Tampa dropped a third. Was there? 
Um, it's not even near Clearwater. Clearwater is like way up there. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so Tampa, I mean, I Tampa. Guess. I mean, how long you need to choose somewhere to have there? Um, I guess you've got to choose somewhere in Florida. Florida's where it's at. Florida's where you know yeah. WWE is considered an essential business. And in case, in case COVID cases go up again, and and you know things like that, maybe Florida will stay open enough for them to keep running shows. Right. Uh, nobody's been able to get a hold of the contract for this, I guess, yet. Uh, so no, don't know. But it, the first show will be. Uh, Friday, December 11th. And then, yeah, then we'll go from there. But uh, the Thunderdome was moving to Tampa. Of course, the rumor is that WrestleMania 37 is also moving to Tampa. Um, the uh, In Florida, it's a very, very Vince-friendly state. It's a very, uh, very friendly state, yeah. Uh, COVID, anti-COVID yeah. friendly is what you say. So there you go. Yeah. So everybody's coming to Florida. We, you know, it, you know, we, we saw the NBA come to Florida, uh, and you know, they lead the UFC, so many places. At one point, even Major League Baseball was talking about doing the bubble thing in in, in Florida. Yeah. Oh. They decided on Texas for that one, though. Yeah, so that'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, how long they'll be there um, until the spring, I guess. I mean, at some point, uh, you know, baseball's going to start again. Yeah. And then they'll have to find a new home. Hopefully uh, by then they they can start touring again. Yeah, I I think by then they would hope to have fans and be able to have good places. Uh, and yes, we'll, we'll see what, what happens. Uh, but yes, yeah, the Tampa Bay area, St. Petersburg, Florida is where the Thunderdome is moving uh, next month. Uh, yeah, let's just uh, let's just hope uh, swamps don't get the best of uh, the technology. They spend a lot of money over what four hundred, almost half a million dollars on this equipment. Yeah. Yeah, it's not cheap to move all this. They don't have that many trucks. They're probably going to rent a bunch of trucks, but yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see here. What else do I have? Okay, a few a few couple of notes. I'm going to throw you guys uh, some thoughts. Matt, Matt Seidel signs with AEW. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, of course, uh, an, another guy who had been working with WWN Live, you know, and whatnot, he was, I think he was, wasn't he one of the coaches or was it PJ? He was Lag? one of the coaches. He was one of the trainers down there, yeah. yeah. He and, so, uh, what's his face? Salvatore or somebody. Sure, something. Uh, yeah. But yeah, here he is. Now he's all elite. Yeah. Well, you know, he he nearly killed himself. Like the, the only time he's ever screwed up the shooting star press was on his <laughs> debut and he nearly died, you know, like. Um, but he's okay and he's doing good and yeah, good place for him. I've always really liked his work and, uh, the more eyes that can be on him, the better, I think. Yeah, I think it's a good move for him. I mean, he's kind of floated around for years after 
uh, Evan Bourne didn't really work out. Um, it's good to see him back on a national stage. Um, I think he'll do well. Uh, speaking of All Elite, uh, they they do have a theme for their December 2nd show. Winter is coming. Uh, for, of course, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be headlined by Moxley, uh, this, you know, the newly recently announced soon-to-be dad um, yeah. uh, defending the yeah, AEW World Championship against uh, the cleaner Kenny Omega. Yeah, winter's coming. I, I don't know why I feel like I've heard this that saying before. Game of Thrones. Winter's oh, is that where it comes from? That's, I've never yeah, seen Game of Thrones. So Yeah. Well, that was like their tagline for the show. Yeah. And oh, was it? All the posters and all that stuff everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You think for somebody who wasn't Thrones, TV, but I know the winter you know. is coming. I know. You think you would have seen it or something. Um, um, cool. Uh, also, uh, it looks like uh, the Lucha Brothers uh, half pick aside, uh, and they uh, are back with Pac. Uh, and the Death Triangle is officially together again. Of course, we saw, I think it was last week, where it looked like maybe Penta would uh, was joining sides with, um, with then, Eddie yeah. Kingston after his match mm-hmm. with Phoenix, and Phoenix was up with, uh, with Pac. But no, all looked well this, uh, this past Wednesday as they, as they you know, joined up together. Uh, take you know, I, I think Pac and Phoenix are wrestling the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, so yeah, the the Death Triangle. Uh, we get to see it briefly pre-COVID. Now here we are. Yeah. Post-COVID. Um, uh, do you guys like Pac better with these guys? Uh, you know what what to make of Eddie Kingston? I mean, Eddie Kingston is a great guy. Where will we see him? What's well, next I, for him? I mean, uh, as he continues to be all elite. I like the Death Triangle. I think it's an interesting trio. You know, three of three excellent high flyers who can also kind of d- do it all, basically. But their primary is high flying. Um, you know, I I don't know. Does Eddie stay with? Is Eddie and, are Eddie and Butcher and the Blade done as well? Then, because that was like the whole group, right? It was the Butcher of the Blade, it was the Lucha Brothers and Eddie, and I guess they've all kind of dissolved again. I guess. Um, I didn't pay much attention to that part. Okay. Um, I didn't know I, that uh, Butcher and Blade split from Eddie. I mean, it's it's possible. So I'm saying I don't know if they did yeah. or not, if it's just kind of a quiet dissolve kind of, you know, everybody, everybody goes their separate ways again kind of thing. It's possible. I mean, I, I could see it, honestly. Um but I, I, I never really thought that Lucha Brothers really fit with Eddie in a heel stable anyway. Yeah, you people don't want to people don't want to boo the Lucha Brothers. That's the problem. No, I just want to scream Sarah Miedo. Yeah, they just want to scream Sarah Miedo, and you know, and Animo and stuff. They don't want to. They don't want to mm-hmm. boo them. So. I think you can't keep them heel for long, you know, like even this group with Pac, I don't know if it's a heel stable or not, you know, but it could be, I mean, he's the bastard Pac, but people don't want to boo, people don't want to boo the Lucha Brothers, so I don't know. 
Um, want to boot Hawk. <laughs> I mean, that's true. He's he's really good too. I like him a lot. Um, yeah, but I don't know what's left for Eddie. I mean, if Eddie continues. I mean, does he? St- he he said he definitively quit in the I Quit match. So <laughs> he's he's not really a top contender, you know, for the for the title anymore. He kind of goes towards the back of the line. Um, so I don't know what what's in store for Eddie. I don't know if he's just going to manage people, if he's going to try to pull into the stable together, if he's going to just continue to challenge for the belt. I don't I don't know. It's kind of up in the air, really. I feel like over the next couple of weeks we'll start to see the um, the bigger picture of it heading into the winter is coming show or whatever the hell it's called that we stole from Game of Thrones. Um, we know definitively that Moxley Omega is happening. Um, and then outside of that, I guess everything's really up in the air unless we get like a rematch with Cody and Darby, which I mean, I don't think that would be that bad of an idea. Uh, but Eddie, Eddie could move into the, I guess TNT title picture. Uh, if, if that's what he wanted to do, uh, he could stay a top contender uh, obviously, towards the back of the line, but because you know, like like you said, he definitively said I quit. Um, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting time frame, honestly. No. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, I really was going to. To me, I thought that uh, Eddie with the Lucha Brothers would have been fun. Uh, I mean, not that. Uh, Lucha Brothers can't talk, but I think Eddie Kingston would have been a great spokesperson with them. Um, but yeah, I guess that they, they decided not to go that route, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, I definitely hope they they don't uh, that Eddie doesn't get lost in the shuffle and he's just another guy on uh, on the YouTube channel on Tuesday nights. Or whatever time on Tuesday those things air, uh, that that would be a shame. Uh, but yeah, it, it'd be interesting. Uh, but until then, winter is coming or going. Whatever you say. Um, back to the main roster. Uh-huh. Uh, before we get back to a couple of the notes here, I had about uh, uh, the the main roster. Um, hmm. So the Rascals officially left Impact. Yes. Um, any word? Any word on? Yeah. Any word on what is next for the Rascals? I don't know if they said. It's, yeah. So far, I haven't heard anything specific, but you know, everybody everybody assumes they're going to WWE. They're moving on to their next big adventure. Yeah. There you go. Well. Somebody else who has a next adventure uh, is scheduled is Ring of Honor. Uh, as they announced this week that Final Battle uh, will be uh, a pay- we'll be back on a pay-per-view. The first pay-per-view since the pandemic uh, began, uh, since COVID ran wild. So it will scheduled for December 18th. Um, yeah, so it's supposed to be Roosh and Dragon Lee are supposed to be back, right? That's the big thing. Yeah. That's the big news. Yeah, I think so they, haven't been able to come, yeah. they haven't been able to come no. from Mexico since the pandemic. So 
Right. And that's their world champion and their TV champion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the uh, the trios champions are uh, also the Luchadors. It's Horus and Bandito and Flamita. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, all their championships were hung up in Mexico. I think that's why they had to do the pure tournament. Just not only to crown a new champion, but also to do something. Something different and yeah. exciting. While some while all their championships were were away, wait, I think Grisham's a six man title. Grisham champion. won the. No, he's he's the pure champion now. Yeah, no, the he's the world thing... tag champion. He's the world tag yeah. champion. Sorry, I knew he yeah, was a tag, he champion. tag champion. Isn't yeah. he and Lethal were the ta- he and Lethal were the tag champs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. But the the Mexus squad are the uh, ROH Mexus squad is the tag. trios yeah. are the six man right. the trios titles. Yeah, yeah. they beat mm-hmm. the Briscoes. That's right. And they no, they actually de- who? Oh, lethal. Okay, so and he's still talking yeah. about lethal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys are having two different conversations with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the Mexican squad defeated the the villain enterprises. Uh, yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that this is that's exciting. I can't wait to see um to see them all back. Who's the uh, first? Who would be the first yeah. challenger for Roosh? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like you could easily go back to the rematch with a uh, PCO from last year's final battle. Okay. Yeah. Since you didn't really get, you know, re- a resolution, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Okay. You know, I see. That. I, I don't even. Know, I don't even know what was the original plan for for uh, the Super Card of Honor. Um, but I feel like yeah, whatever, whatever you they have. It was probably that, a return match. Yeah. So yeah, it, it'll it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Um, they're still taping. I, I need to go back and, and watch these shows that they've had. I really want to go back and look at the pure tournament. Um, yeah, some interesting names in that pure tournament. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, especially VA yeah. High was in there and stuff. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be doing a lot of. Uh, Catching up uh, on the on Ring of Honor for a while, yeah, yeah during the holiday. So, um, and uh, yes, it'll be interesting. But it, it, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm glad it's all starting to come back. Uh, so yeah, so the yeah, 18th, all good, all good next, signs when it when they yeah. start coming back. Yeah, the the, the paper available uh, it will be available. Uh, I guess I don't know. Do they do fight also? I don't know. Um, uh, all right, couple of uh women thoughts here. Uh, Marty Vell is a free agent, no longer with the NWA. Well, that's good for her because the NWA doesn't have anything going on right now, so yeah, they're for her just to, like their women getting booked better on AEW than AEW books. Are on the, uh, yeah, well, there you go, that's what you do, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, let's see. Uh, SAG, uh, the Screen Actors Guild, the actors in like one of the actors' unions, I guess, is what it is. It's uh, mm-hmm. kind of reached out to, or will be reaching out to Selena Vega. Um, I never gave, I mean, all this talk about uh, wrestling unions and all that. Unions, yeah. It's, it's kind of like starting something to scratch. Never once did I thought, wait a minute. They could just join the guild, you know, the, the SAG guild, you know, because they're technically acting. Yeah. 
you know there's sports the act of yeah. tv so i mean yeah i don't know the exact description but it'd be huge if they could join sag and then sag can be their de facto union that could change things for everybody that would be huge I'm not saying this is something that could happen i mean i think there's there will be a lot of things that have to happen in order for everything to work. But if this really opens up the door for some type of union in pro wrestling, it could change everything as we know it. I mean, maybe. Well, let's think about it. Let's think about it because either you're 100% a, a, a contractor, uh, and you don't have, you know, it's like that. that this that line, right? Contractor versus uh, independent you know, the contractor. Right? And, yeah. And mm-hmm. the thing is that here's my thing about the independent contractors, though. They're they're an independent contractor who signed a contract. In the contract that they're signing, they're basically limiting their independence, right? They agree to those things, but at the same time, it's like, I guess the question is always in. Can uh, a company really enforce those type of requirements out of an independent contractor? I don't know. Not gonna try to dive into that tonight, but it's definitely it'll definitely be interesting to see um, what does come of it. Uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of uh, women coming in and out. Uh, Chelsea Green made another debut on uh, WWE TV, and once again, um, it's taking a little hiatus as she broke her broke wrist. Broke her wrist, yeah. Well, apparently there was supposed to be big things planned for her. She was supposed to win the, the match and win that spot in the Survivor Series match on the team. And when she got hurt early on, they called an audible and changed the finish. Um, to where she wouldn't win. Apparently, she had a closed-door meeting with Vincent Mann, and they discussed possible changing her name or giving her a moniker. Apparently, the term victorious was was um, planned as something for her, mm-hmm. so like as a moniker, possibly. Um, and, yeah, apparently big things were in the works, and then, unfortunately, she gets injured. So hopefully, the injury doesn't hold her out for too long so they can get busy with those plans and and give her give her a real shot on the main roster yeah yeah it was sad i definitely what what do your sources tell you eric um my sources tell me that it was sad um you guys know that i'm a big chelsea fan um i was excited to see her debut and then yeah, I think you. I think if you watch the match, you could tell when her wrist broke, and it was just kind of like one of those "ooh, that doesn't look good" moments. So, I mean, hopefully, it's only a couple of weeks that she's out, and she'll be right back in there, winning, being the goat, and yeah, she won't dethrone Sasha Banks because Sasha's that money maker, but. Money, money, money. Yeah. Uh, Another injured uh, 
WWE superstar Mandy Rose. Apparently, she hurt her shoulder, so she's out of Team Raw for Survivor Series. Um, so, yeah, people getting injured left and right and all in between. Did Nia have anything to do with this one? No, no, no. Oh. You would have thought so, though. Um, Alexa Bliss, the goddess of the WWE, uh, got engaged to that Ryan Singer guy, who was Ashley Simpson's former girl boyfriend, whatever his name is. Ryan Cabrera. Um, Ryan Cabrera. Sure. Um, also, now she's in the contract for another three and a half years, and then she might go have uh, babies. So, yeah. Uh, it's uh, interesting things you learn when you follow pro wrestling. Um, Guess she's gonna. But yeah, <laughs> let him in. Let him play. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and of course, MLW uh, Major League Wrestling had its restart this week. Uh, I have yet to see the episode, but uh, there was a delay on Fubo. Uh, but they, they put it available on, on YouTube. But they, they did announce uh, the brackets for the Opera Cup and uh, a bunch of names that we know. And uh, interesting here uh, Tom Lawler versus Rocky Romero, Loretto Kidder versus ACH, Low Key. I mean, bless MLW, they're about the only people who can get him to show up to their show, versus David Boy Smith Jr. And uh, Richard Holiday versus TJP. Don't choke Damn. there. I know, right? He, he liked that joke. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He'll show up to other shows. He just might not. Re- he just probably won't wrestle, though. He'll and if he does wrestle, he'll knock you out. He'll come there. Yeah. He'll, uh, he'll shoot on you, brother. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of unusual names there, especially given some of those people, you know, TJP working a lot with New Japan and uh, ACH working the best of Super Juniors, you know, as part of New, with New Japan as well. And Lawler working New Japan, you know, as part of uh, the NJPW Strong. So a lot of interesting names. And, of course, Rocky Romero, yeah, of course, big New Japan, you know, longtime New Japan wrestler. Um, and then Loki, who's awesome, and even yeah. though he's kind of a dick, he's still awesome. Yeah, um, he's everything everything you want a professional wrestler to be from bell to bell, but then everything else outside is terrible. So you just yeah. don't focus on that. You just focus on his <laughs> in ring stuff, and he's one of the best of this generation. He's the kind of guy that I never want to meet. Well, yeah, I, I kind of want to meet him. Get yeah. to know you. I want to know if that's his real voice or not. If this is just a fake voice he puts on <laughs> when he cuts promos. Kind of reminds me of that Caval guy. I wonder whatever happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. Or Senshi. That guy was kind of cool too. Yeah, I like Senshi as well. Yeah. Caval mm. is a Chromatic end blood flute. flute. Did I know Kaval was yeah, it's a it's a musical instrument. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well it was also the name that Loki had when he was in WWE. I, I know, I know. A brief time. And and he yeah. was 
and his 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 uh he was part of the NXT and then he is his uh pros were were like cool and it was a terrible mix mix of people that was supposed to ensue hilarity of television but it didn't because didn't they try to play off the storyline like Layla and Michelle were both into Caval and then like they were both kind of into him but they wanted him to like change his style and look nice and and do all this and dress you know dress because that's of course their whole thing is but they were kind of both like kind of into him kind of not into him and they were kind of like I want to be into him more than you are kind of thing yeah there was like a little bit of that even though he looks like Nosferatu I feel like maybe they were trying to do with him what they did with Daniel Bryan. Um, Yeah. And it just didn't work out. I could see that. They kind of did give him that whole storyline too with the Bella Twins back in the day. So I could see that. Right. So I I think they can like, oh, well, because, you know, I mean – they both came you to know, be independent, so it has to work. Well, you, you got to think about it, right? Yeah. If you think about the, you know, the the, the 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 beginnings, you can't talk about that Daniel Bryan without talking about low key. You know, I yeah. mean, their names will always be linked together for the rest of history. Tied there together um, in Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so you think about, okay, well, you know, hey, we did this once, and I, I don't know if they did it around the same time or not. I don't know. But you no, know, probably whoever some so, somebody had the same idea. It's like, hey, we have this short guy who's a great wrestler who has zero personality. Let's stick him with a couple of girls and see what happens. I mean, hey, yeah. it kind of worked for Dean Malenko, right? I mean, sort of. Not, not really. No, no. I mean, no, no, it didn't really. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. That was the worst well, thing they ever did. Anyway, was trying to give him a character. Let's... Let's try to make him like a, a womanizer, yeah. I mean, I know he can wrestle fantastically, but let's make him in love with Lita. Yeah, and then yeah. like try to creep on But he was like creeping on her. It wasn't like yeah. he was like, oh, I'm in love with you. He was like creepy on her. <sighs> Poor Malone. Yeah. And then like Terry right, Runnels um, was there. And yeah. It was just. Yeah. Oh, God. I forgot Terry Runnels <laughs> existed. Yeah, she was in there with like Saturn and him for a while and Moppy. Yep, and all that <laughs> crap. Yep. They were like, let's turn WCW's best wrestlers into comedy gimmicks, into goofy characters. Yeah. <sighs> Gotta love it. Gotta love 2000s and 2001 WWE. Yeah. Yes, well, like, could, could be worse. I mean, it's. You know, you also had the. You're making me watch 2000 WCW. I think it's just bad. Anyways, all right. And the, yeah, so Emma, the, the Emperor comes. Looks like it's going to be really fun. David Boy Smith Jr., of course, won last year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where, where to go here. Uh, I could see. I would like to see David Boy Smith versus Tom Lawler or ACH in the finals, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, that will be starting uh, on uh, November 25th. Um, it, it's when it's going to begin airing on uh, Fusion TV, The Zan, or however you said that, and uh, YouTube and a few other channels. Um, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and, of course, what's happening this weekend? 
Survivor Series. Oh, that uh, is guess, Sunday. Yeah. One week from last Sunday, live on oh pay-per-view. And Things creep up on you, don't they? The award-winning WWE Network. You've got to get some wings now. For Survivor Series? Yeah, I get wings every Specifically? pay-per-view. Uh, okay, pay-per-view. I thought you just got it for Survivor Series. No, that's that why like I go to... You only have wings uh... once a year? Which, uh, <laughs> once where, a week. Where, where, where do you fancy oh, yeah. the uh, wings from? Man, usually it's B-dubs, but the other day I found a local restaurant around here. What is B-dubs? Buffalo Wild Buffalo Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh. Um, but oh, I found B-dubs. like a Yeah. I found a restaurant up the street that's connected to a gas station that has wings. And then mother Ooh, they're the good. Gas, the gas gas station places, man. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like they hmm. Yeah. It hit. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, we 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 I've had, I've, we've had tacos from uh, get you know that have been next to a gas station before. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Don't, don't judge. I mean, shoot, one time I had tacos from a joint that was selling it inside the gas station. Yeah, like the ones that's like a building in the back of the gas station. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. But they're and probably that, the best tacos too. ever. Yeah, yeah. We had tacos at a lucha restaurant that was attached to a yeah. gas station. Yeah. Yeah. So never, uh, never. Yeah. People think, oh, it's just because it's next to yeah. a, just because it's next to guests, it should just be bad. No, I mean, yeah. Uh, so some of the uh, best things will be next to gas station, um, like gasoline. Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah. Hey, still cheap. completely off topic, I, I, and I'll make this short because, but it blew my mind. So I went to a restaurant today, and got chicken tenders and french fries and this restaurant seasoned their french fries with popcorn uh like the the popcorn butter that you get at like the movie theaters like the sprinkle like the shaky stuff, stuff. yeah, yeah sprinkle they seasoned... shaky stuff yeah yes i was like what in the hell this is the best combination like the best i never knew ever. i needed yeah yeah anyway so it's wow. actually good yeah fantastic 10 out of 10, would recommend. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, back to our scheduled uh, segment for yeah. programming. Um, Regular scheduled programming, yes. Yeah. Although that section of the show was brought to you by Popcorn Flavor, whatever brand it was. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, here we go. Uh, let's start with our predictions. Team Raw, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Bro Strowman, and Riddle. Matt Riddle, Riddle, I refuse. Uh, versus Tim Smackdown, Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, Ken Corbin, Seth Rollins, and To Be Determined. I think you got to give it up to Team Raw. I think they got too much too much meat on their side, man. You got Strowman and Keith Lee on the same team. That's too much meat. Okay, there you can't you can't stop that much meat. Smackdown. Yeah, you you just are, are hating on on Riddle, and that's why you you're not gonna pick Team Raw. No, but... I like Kevin Owens. I like Jey Uso. I like King Corbin. I like Seth Rollins more than I like AJ Keith Lee Sheamus Braun. 
that other Listen, guy, I refused him. If Jay Uso is not, it's not there to be told by the tribal chief what to do, he's going to be a lost puppy. To be determined, it's most likely going to be Murphy and Rollins and Murphy are just going to be fighting with each other. Team Smith yeah. is going to just have issues. Uh, Team Raw, like, you know. Because Team uh, Raw has been so cohesive the last couple of weeks. Like, like, like they say, he comes to meet. And, of course, they got Bro and, um, and the man that runs the place. So um, you can't bet against Team Raw at this one. So, yeah, Team Raw for life. All right. The final five uh, women's match. Team Raw, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce versus Team SmackDown, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and TBD Square. I guess we'll find out tomorrow who TBD is. Yeah. I still have to go with Team, with team SmackDown, even though I don't know who the last two people are. Just because you have you have Lana and Lacey Evans and Nia Jax on Team Raw, those are terrible, terrible picks. Team SmackDown. Yeah. I and I really go, with, go ahead, Patrick. I'm sorry. I said I'm going with Team SmackDown also. Because I feel bad for shitting the Baszler. Uh, yeah. Nia Jax is going to be too busy trying to put Lana through a table. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, looking yeah, at Team yeah. Team Raw's just got this sad. There's yeah, two women yeah. that can work on that entire team. Pretty much. I I'm going with Team SmackDown as well. Um Even still though waiting we only on sixty percent of the team, yeah. Still waiting mm. on the Riot Squad to get their uh their tag team match that they won six months ago, but you know, whatever. I'm not not bitter, um, but I also think that they're yeah. trying to push Bianca pretty hard, and that's kind of been evident yeah, they the last couple ser- of weeks. Series of vignettes and stuff, yeah, definitely uh, shows they're trying for good. Uh, for good reason, Bianca's fantastic in the ring. Um, as for who could be to be determined, I, I think I, I don't even know. I, I think it would be sad to put Billy on there to face Peyton. Um, isn't Natty on the SmackDown? Odds? Who isn't Natty on SmackDown? Yeah. yeah, I think she's definitely there, and she's she's the only woman who on the current roster that's like a multiple time Survivor Series winner. So I guess so you you yeah. would want in theory you would want her on your team. She's, I mean, yeah, is she the boat? No. Yeah, they claim she's the boat. No. They do? No. I refuse. They do. I refuse. Um, All right. Um, United States champion versus Intercontinental champion. The Hurt Business's CEO. CEO, is that right? Yeah, Bobby Lashley. Mm -hmm. Versus uh, Sami Zayn. Lashley, and it's not even going to be close. Yeah, 100% Lashley. Mm-hmm. Um, Sami Zayn. Smarts over strong. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah but you gotta remember, MVP is gonna be right next to Bobby Lashley with so. Shelton and Cedric. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I still gotta go with Sammy. All right. Uh, tag team champs versus tag team champs. The New Day versus the Street Profits. This might be the second best match of the night. Um, I think these two teams are going to gel phenomenally together. Um, as for who wins, I, I really don't care. I think whoever wins will be a good win. Uh, if I'm forced to pick, uh, New Day. New Day. They're, they I'll have go, a longer tenure as a team. Yeah, I'll go with the Street Profits. I think that the New Day puts a, put, you know, put, puts a, a fantastic match with the Street Profits, but puts them over. Uh, so you know to help the new get the new kids uh, get over even more. Uh, how you know. Uh, how much over can you get if you beat uh, a former world champion and uh, and Xavier Woods? So, um, yeah. Uh, women's champ versus women's champ. Oscar versus Sasha Banks. One more time, baby. Um, Oscar, even though Sasha Banks is the most pot, is now the most famous member of the of the. WWE roster, as Eric pointed out to me earlier, because of her appearance on The Mandalorian. Um, yeah. She's the most famous member of the of the show right now. But um, I have to pick Asuka. I can't bet against, I can never bet against Asuka. God. Yeah, no one is ready for Asuka. Not even The Mandalorian. Uh, match of the night. Hundred percent, regardless of who wins. Um, I, my heart says Sasha, but my brain is smarter than my heart, and I'm gonna say Bailey calls Sasha and Oscar wins. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking that somehow uh, Bailey was yeah. gonna ruin this match and Oscar would win. Although technically, uh, you know, Sasha could win by DQ depending on how Bailey gets involved. So it'll be interesting how they pull it off. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, Oscar for the dubs. And then, uh, in what could be your main event of the evening? Because why would you put the Tribal Chief anywhere else except for the main event? Uh, the new. WWE champion Drew McIntyre versus the Tribal Chief Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Drew, the Highland King. Always beats the Chief. Mm, Not in this case. Roman Reigns. 100%. 100%. But it's it, the only thing that matters is what's going to happen after this match. After Roman beats the hell out of Drew, The Miz will be walking away Raw WWE Champion. It's all that matters. It's all that matters. Uh, again, 
I, I can see shenanigans happening. Uh, I can see the fiend showing up mm-hmm. in the Thunderdome. I could see, see retri- Randy see retribution, Orton retribution yeah. showing up. Retribution, and, and I could see it up for everybody. You know, yeah, I, I could even see you know Randy Orton, you know, show up. I mean, there's so many different scenarios. I mean, Raw is in turmoil. The main event picture, everybody's have to Drew McIntyre and the Universal. Mm-hmm. I mean, the WWE Championship. Uh, as for, as for SmackDown. Everybody, you know, bows down to the tribal chief. So As no one's going to dare bother, you know, mess with, with uh, Roman. But McIntyre has one too many enemies right now that are lurking uh, around. So, yeah, uh, we could very well see uh, Drew McIntyre here not only be defeated, what? That twice as yeah, the miss holds that briefcase and could much very well cash it in as the Thunderdome leaves the Amway Center in Orlando. Nine years to the day that he won his last title. So here we go. Um so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, it, it's definitely going to be fun, regardless of what does happen. Um, yeah. So that is a Survivor Series happening live on the award-winning WWE Network. Nine ninety-nine for new subscribers. Uh, so sign up, kids. Now, let's go back to our time machine also known as the award-winning WWE Network, I go back to 1997. Wait, that's the right year? Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Just check it. Right year this I have time. my years yeah. off. Uh, <laughs> and talk about World War Three. Uh, 60 warriors, three rings, one survivor. You do the math. Um, I'm not good at math. <laughs> yeah. I saw more than one at the end. But anyways, here we go. The third installment of the series that we're having. By the way, next week is Thanksgiving. Not sure we're recording next week. Uh, if we're doing it earlier or not. To be determined, people, stay tuned. If we're not happy Thanksgiving, what, listen to the backlog. But here we are. 1997, WWE, uh, the NWO <laughs> is running. It's running wild. Uh, I mean, they, they're just running amok. Uh, thing is nowhere to be found. Of course, by this time, we do know uh, that that we have uh, Sting and Hogan uh, set up for Starcade. But other than that, you know. <clears throat> The NWO is just uh, too sweet at this point. Uh, you know, they're, they're getting rid of all their foes back, you know, left and right. Um, the previous year, the NWO won World War Three, and this year they had even more members participate. Um, yeah, so they're all about it. Or as uh, Cody would say, all about it, about it, ratty, ratty. 
but to begin, you get the Faces of Fear versus Glazier and Ernest Miller. Because let's not forget that once upon a time, r- blood ran cold. Yes, Glacier was was awesome, and then he started wrestling. You go, eh, it's just okay. But <laughs> imagine um, if they would have actually gotten somebody that could actually work in that gimmick. Holy shit! The amount of money that they could have made off of that. I mean, I mean, Glacier could work okay. He was just, he was just kind of, eh. He I mean, like he just, like, he had no personality. Yeah, and, and I feel a, like for a larger than life gimmick like that, you need personality. He he went from a dream, a, a dream. Uh, Persona to a Nightmare Academy. Kind of worked out for him. That was terrible. Yeah, no, I'm not. Terrible. I'm not saying he, he hasn't had a good career, but like I just meant as a kid, like you'd watch and you'd be like, "Oh man, the entrance and his his music," and, and you're like, "It was so cool." And then like he starts wrestling, you just go, oh, "It's not oh. okay." <laughs> yep. And the the Mortal Kombat movie had just come out not long before, so. Yeah, so it was you like Sub Zero is a real guy. Combat, yeah. yeah, exactly. The game, he's fighting was martial good. arts style. He's he's throwing chops and chest chops and kicks and stuff. But those but, uh, those freaking vignettes were beautiful leading up to his debut, though. Yeah, yeah. they were. Uh, he and Ernest Miller as a tag team were okay. Ernest was definitely kicking people and trying not to kill him with his kicks, like he probably could. Um, and the face of fear are, are somebody, if you're going to kick them hard, they're the guys to kick because they're going to hit you hard too. Um, Better make that shit count. The scary moment was when they did the backdrop powerbomb to Glacier, and I almost oh. crapped myself because they almost dropped him on his head. I thought they were going to kill him when he just backdrops him and no looks, and Barbarian's yeah. is there to catch him upside down and then lift him and slam him for a powerbomb. I was like, holy crap, that guy's like 280 pounds. He just did that like it was nothing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I absolutely, I told Danger earlier um, that this was a tag team that I never knew that I needed. Um, but which one? I, Glacier and Ernest Miller. Um, oh. thought it was a fantastic pairing. I I have no idea why, but I marked out watching it. Um, Faces of Fear. Always are fun to watch because they are brutal. Um, their theme is still it's it's one of like three or four themes that I still remember from WCW. Like that I'll I'll like it'll play in my head every now and then, just because it was so. I guess foreboding because Ming and the Barbarian were coming to the ring, um, and they're gonna hurt somebody. Yeah, and they're gonna hurt somebody. But yeah, I actually enjoyed this match. Um, it was it was pretty good. Good opener. Yeah. Uh, if uh, if anything, with with me and the barbarian, yeah, there's a stiff stiff work. Uh, you don't want to screw up because they'll let, they'll let you know. They'll let you feel it. Um, yeah. yeah. But nine minutes later, the faces of fear. Um, then we we go from. Uh, a fun opener to Perry Saturn versus Disco Inferno. Uh, 
after eight minutes, uh, Saturn finally put Disco out of his misery, of course. Uh, Perry Saturn, Raven, and the rest of the flock sitting ringside uh, on what was touted as possibly uh, Raven's last night with the company as he refused to sign a contract. Yeah, he didn't want to sign the contract. They kept sending him. Now the gimmick ends up working out that he does sign it. They sent it. The last contract they sent him, they signed it before they sent it to him. So he goes and adds a bunch of crap in there in the margins and in between the lines, adds a, ex, writes a bunch of extra stuff in there and signs it, and it was legal. And that's how all of his matches were okay as Raven's rules. Yep. Um, because he had signed a bunch of stuff in his contract saying that. Why wouldn't you also say something about the money? I don't know. Maybe he didn't really care about money. He's a grunge Well, guy. we learned later that he's he already didn't rich. care about the money. Yeah, that's we, true. We he's learned later rich, on yeah. he was filthy rich. Yeah, that's true. We catch that. He was just like a sad rich boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Disco's not great, but he's not really bad. He's just kind of there in his wrestling. Like, he's, he's perfectly sound and everything, but he's just bland. And then Perry Saturn was just there beating him up, and it was a good time. I and then like Perry Saturn puts, puts him in puts him in the rings of Saturn and makes him cry like a makes him cry like a little girl. Yeah, that's good time. You, you are, can like him all you want, but still, you can. But that, doesn't, that doesn't mean he's. That doesn't oh no, he got demolished. I don't know. His theme is also one of my favorite WCW oh, themes. Disco fever, disco fever, disco fever. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, okay, ne- next up, uh, Yuhi Nagata, <laughs> uh, Blue Justice here with Sonny Ono. Uh, defeated Ultimo Dragon, of course. Uh, Sonny Ono uh, can be associated with losers. Uh, and, of course, uh, him and uh, Ultimo Dragon eventually parted ways. And uh, Sonny did what Sonny always does. He brings another guy from Japan. Um of course, till this day, Sonny Ono is always out with Ultimo Dragon even now in, in yes. you know, in they, his they, traveling. They patched things, they patched things yeah, up. They, 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 yeah, they, they've made up. Uh, Sonny Ono realized his... Uh, his Sonny Ono was also with, with Sonny Ono was also with the great Muda at uh, WrestleCade last year. So yeah. Sonny Ono knows when, who to tie his ship to. Um, um, another really yeah. good match between these guys. The stipulation, really of course, match. being... If you if Ultimo Dragon won, he would get five minutes with Sonny Ono, as Ono was kind of instrumental in his injury. Is this they had said that he hadn't wrestled since uh, Halloween Havoc when when Yuji got attacked that elbow and his elbow was heavily wrapped again. Um, of course, we talked. This was the elbow injury that forced him to retire for several years um, because he had bone chips in his elbow and it was just a complicated thing. And I guess the healing process was was a little more. Was a lot more ongoing than he originally thought. Um, but another fantastic match between these two guys. The finish was a little weird as he kind of kicked Ono and dropped, and the ref counted like four. Like the first time he counted, they didn't really think about it, and he counted three, four, and then they rang the bell, and I was like, what? Why did you just count four? <laughs> I guess the first count didn't really count. They were right there by the ropes. It was kind of weird finish, but uh, the match was good. Um Ultimo's always fantastic, even with the, the injured elbow. Um, and Yuji Nagata still in his baby stages. 
He was, yeah, you know, this was still like, still. I think he was still, uh, you know, like young boy on excursion. I think he was, yeah. he wasn't really like, he hadn't fully come back to new Japan as blue, as he would become blue justice and everything. Yeah. Um, not yet. So he was still just Yuji Nagata. He was kind of pudgy. He kind of had shaggy hair. He didn't, he doesn't even really look like himself because he's got so much extra weight on that. He doesn't have now. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely a fun match between these two guys. Yeah, this might have been my second favorite match of the night, honestly. Um, very good match. Anytime you get Ultimo in a match, it's going to be good. Um, I always thought I was weird for liking Yuji Nagata, but now it's really nice to know that other people like Yuji as well. Um, then he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> like the only you know, guy to have he's the only guy to have won the G one climax. The uh, the and the All Japan and the Noah version of the same type tournament. He's the only guy who have won all three of those, right? And then he's held right. and he's held so many championships and done yeah. so many great things over so many different companies. But you know, in 1997, nobody's really talking about. He was just Nagata. he was a nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 97, he was still kind of a nobody. Yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed him at, like on Nitro. I enjoyed watching the UG yeah. matches because the in, he was really inverted good. figure four was really good. Yeah, and he had some yeah. good suplexes and stuff. Um, but I mean, he's first. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, but I mean, these two put on a really good match, and you add in the underlying factor of Sonny Ono essentially quote unquote betraying Ultimo Dragon to go somebody else. It's just it, it had all the good elements of a good storyline and it it ended up being a really good match. Yeah. Uh I, I was just gonna say that, you know, I th- I if I remember correctly, uh I mean he he one of his first major championships that the uh, Nagata won what of you know was uh, the Lucida League title with uh, Kensaki Sasaki. I mean, I'll, once he returned to Japan uh, in um, 1998, he was only there for a year. Uh, yeah. It's like when as as soon as he came back, he he was, know, they, they strapped the rock. He was in the main yeah. event picture. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's like when Okada came back from excursion. Okada yeah. went away, and he, you know, he went to TNA and all this, and he did time in Mexico, and then as soon as he gets back to New Japan, he's beating Tanahashi for the belt. Like it was a big thing, right. and I think Nagata was pretty much the same way. As soon as he came back, like they started pushing him real heavy as a top yeah. level guy. Yeah, him and him and Norton had wrestled for the uh, championship, and yeah, all that. So yeah, it's kind of like. Yeah, we that person did did wonders for him because when he came back, he was a star, and you know, you know, the, you know, what else can you say? He's he's had a legendary career since. Um, so then, yeah, fun match uh, up to this point, best match uh, of the night. Uh, then we get the Steiner brothers with uh, Ted DiBiase, who had. Uh, Found Jesus and had realized Left the error of his yeah. ways. Yeah, that uh, you know, being the money mark for the NWO was not the way to go. So he left them and joined the Steiner brothers uh, against the Blue Bloods, Lord Steven Regal and Squire David Taylor. An interesting team to be challenging for the belts, but uh, I mean, it made for a pretty good match. 
uh, as you know, as as they mentioned, those European uppercuts and forearms from the Blue Bloods are uh, are pretty darn stiff, and the Steiners like to throw stiff clotheslines and stiff suplexes. So you knew these guys were going to go in there and just just beat each other up, and that's what they did. Um, Steiners get the win with the Steiner Bulldog and. Uh, William Regal's at some of his cockiest best. Every time he does a little move, he would do a little dance or a strut or something, and he's all kind of pudgy and bloated. <laughs> and he was he was be- it was beautiful as a heel because he just he made you want to hate him just for being such a cocky little jerk. Um, but uh, no, I've always enjoyed his man. Pretty fun tag match. Yeah, yeah. I've always um, been a big Regal fan. Um, Never really too much care for Squire Dave Taylor, but I mean him and him and uh, Regal are a good team together. Um, you guys know I'm not the biggest Steiner Brothers fan, um, but this match was Steiner. actually match was actually pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about it. Yeah, well, you know, I just. What I think is a shame that instead of Taylor, it wasn't the Earl of Eaton. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, Earl, had, I think Bobby Bobby Eaton had moved on from them at that point. Yeah, it's still a shame. Uh, I I just uh, I still remembered all the skits uh, when Regal uh, with Regal and uh, and Bobby when he was trying to turn him into a gentleman. Uh, some of the best stuff. This is why uh, 1994, 95 uh, WCW is underrated. But yeah, what do I know, right? Uh, okay. Uh, next up, uh, Raven decided to finally come out and wrestle against Scotty Riggs. And of course, the rest the of the grudge match. Uh, yes. The rest of the uh, flock was uh, ringside. Uh, as uh, Scotty Riggs, of course, was wearing the eye patch as uh, yeah, Raven had tried earlier. livelihood. He tried. He took away his eye only a few weeks earlier on Monday Nitro, and he was trying to get Riggs to join the flock, and Riggs kept saying no. And so they had this Ravens, another Ravens rules match, and uh, I mean it was a pretty good match. You know, you had you had all the Ravens shenanigans and weapons and chicanery and. Blunder, baby, and uh, hmm. and then at the end he he DDTs him multiple times while screaming to the mic. This hurts me more than it hurts you. And why wouldn't you just join us? And then he he DDTs him like three or four times, and then just lets the rest of the referee count to ten rather than pinning him. And then they drag him away. Big Hammer puts him up on his shoulder, and they just carry carry Riggs away. And he next time you see him, he's a full fledged member of the flock. I really did enjoy, like, as Raven's beating the shit out of him at the end of it. He's like, I Just feel your him. pain. And then yeah. DDTs him. And this then, hurts me like, more than it does you. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. The only, criticism, the, yeah, the only criticism I have about this match, who the hell let Billy Kidman have a microphone? I know. Why was he doing the talking for the group? I was like, what You know, what as well as I know, as well as all these people here know, as you know, and I'm just like, I, I guess what? I know at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a little you shocked that Kidman was the one of the group to grab the microphone and start talking. I was like, why is 
Why is Billy doing the talking for the group? Why doesn't Raven just grab the mic and say, Somebody get this the Raven kid. rules are no rules at all. Yeah. Somebody get you a boy. He needs a good wash. Kidman always look dirty. Yeah. always look dirty. Well, that's like why King I have the seven-year itch. Because the, the, he, he just was dirty and unclean. He, it was always like Pigpen from the from the Peanuts. He just had that cloud yeah. of dirt flowing around him all the time. They, they, yeah, and he got together with uh, Tori, and then he really became dirty. And he took a wash, and he took a wash, and he put on a tank top. He realized that pretty girls don't like guys that are in uh, holy shirts and greasy yeah. hair. So he uh, yeah. he took himself a bath for Tori Wilson. Yeah, thank you, Tori. Just for her, I'd take a bath for Tori. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you take a bath, period. But uh, I do take a bath, but I would definitely take one for Tori. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, that needs to be a shirt. Uh, okay. Uh, Steve McMichael versus Alex Roy, of course. Uh, well, it was supposed month, to be him versus month prior. Yeah, the month prior, we had seen this match. We talked about it a few uh, last month. Uh, and Goldberg had interfered, and so here we we're gonna have the grudge match between Goldberg, who still had uh, McMichael's uh, Super Bowl ring, uh, and so and Goldberg, and well, Goldberg got knocked out, and this thinking uh, Deborah still wanted her revenge, so she brought out. Uh, Alex Wright against yeah. his own will. Yeah, and yeah, we had we had a match, a very very short match Again. of pretty much Mong. Well, it started with Alex Wright beating him up a little bit, and then Mongo took over and just pummeled him for a <coughs> while, and then de- and then hit him with a tombstone and uh, and pinned him. Was this match was not match. as bad as the first one. Yeah, yeah well, it was, it was shorter. shorter. It didn't go on. <laughs> Um, That's why it was better. I guess the thing to to really hammer home here is Goldberg got knocked down, but he got up again. Yep. Because you're never going to keep him down. Um, he's tub something. Yeah, he's definitely that. Um, I never really understood I the, the Goldberg McMichael's feud, but. I don't know. The whole point was the Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Yeah, we we saw it happen. Deborah hired hired him. I mean, I know, but like Super Bowl ring. I just didn't understand. And they were both former football players. That's why you put them against each other. I know all that. I'm just saying, like that's the reason. We we literally saw it happen. I I I understand that. I'm just so why don't you understand it? I just was well. Never mind. No, no, no. It's not that he didn't understand it. He didn't get it. It's different. Yeah. I think he understood how it came about. He just doesn't understand why it had to happen in the first place. Because they wanted somebody who was a little more, a little bit more established and and a bigger player to be in Goldberg's path. They wanted to give Goldberg a step up in competition as far as name value and being a member of the Four Horsemen to form United States champion. Mongo had that. And you couldn't find nobody else, you gave him Mongo. But but Mongo was ass in the ring. How why would you That's want Goldberg to learn from from Mongo? He wasn't supposed to learn from Mongo. He was supposed to 
It was supposed to be an ele- it was supposed to elevate and help Goldberg start working his way up the the pipeline. Uh, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't like Mongo was gonna be the vet and teach Bill Goldberg how to wrestle. Hell no. But um <laughs> but he was supposed to be somebody of a little more name value who Goldberg could defeat and give Goldberg a little bit more credibility as he continued his way going up the up the ladder. I guess. Because whether he was he was bad, but he was still like a, a little bit more of a name value than most of the guys that Goldberg was beating on a regular basis at the time. I mean, he, he was he was Steve Mungo McMichaels. I mean, I mean, he was Mungo. He's Chicago Michael, royalty. Okay. Yep, he is Chicago royalty. That is true. So, all right. Um, don't forget, he was also part of the main event of WrestleMania Eleven. Yep. So. Yeah. These are facts. Uh, but don't ask Bret Hart how he feels about uh, Goldberg, though. Yeah, they're best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really right. like a lot of people. He's a very, he's a very, he's a very angsty young old man. He doesn't I don't like think a lot Brett of people. Bret even likes Bret. At yeah, this point. that that's why Bret screwed Bret. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. All right, but uh, yeah. So where were we? Uh, next match, uh, match of the night for me, landslide, Eddie Guerrero versus uh, Rey Mysterio. Eddie Guerrero, the uh, cruiserweight champion. Once again, uh, and, and no, yeah, no DQ match, and uh, you know, Eddie wins. It was a little I've sloppy. I've never to have a bet. Okay. There were a few spots where they were kind of slipped up a little bit, but they recovered very quickly mm-hmm. um, early on. And that German suplex where Ray landed on his head looked like looked looked like it could have possibly affected him later in the match, but he somehow was okay. Um, but it was a fun match, and you know, at Halloween Havoc the month prior. It you know Ray had beaten Eddie, but on an episode of Monday Nitro, Ray had lost it back to Eddie. And now he was trying to get it again. Um, Eddie hit the, the beautiful frog splash, you know, dedicating it to Art Barr as Art Barr had passed away three years to the day um, of that of that event. So he, he was saying that Art Barr's spirit was going to be there with him, and Art Barr is the one who's credited with with uh, innovating the frog splash, and Eddie kind of borrowed it from him, and. Uh, and so he hit the beautiful frog splash to get the win. He hits it like nobody else does. Nobody, everybody tries to do it like him, but nobody else can hit it like him. Mm-hmm. They all end up looking like ass versions of the lowdown. <laughs> the lowdown was an ass frog splash. Okay, <laughs> I think the whole I think the whole thing with the the lowdown was supposed to be that it's gonna. You're gonna get crushed by D'Lo's 800 pound frame, and then the the flak jacket as the well. Chest, chest protector. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that was the point later after the chest protector, but he was doing it before then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody can frog splash like Eddie. Even even Ray's frog splash looks bad. Um, RVD is about the only one that does it. And it's different, but it's different though. But it's a different. It's different. One. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't cur- He doesn't pull the knees. Into his arms like like Eddie did. Yeah, 
Eddie just yeah. the the frog splash just looks beautiful when Eddie does it. I hate watching other people do it because I feel like it's just kind of doo doo. Um, but this was far did and above see, the best match. By by the way, did, did you see uh, Ray's version on SmackDown? Yeah. It's bad. It's not that it's good. Not yeah. good. It was like, definitely not an yeah. Eddie version. No, uh, but he did it uh, in in his honor because um, we we just passed uh, the anniversary of his death. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So, yeah. So he bastardizes his finisher in order to honor the guy. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He won the title. I mean, you know, the guy. I mean, he's raising his child. I mean, that's yeah. There that's you go. Honor enough, that's the least yeah. he could do. That's the least he yeah. could do is raise that man's child. Mm-hmm. It's not like Ray has control over his own family. It's they're mm-hmm. running wild, man. Yeah, his daughter's mm-hmm. running off with old. His daughter's running off with old man. His son. Murphy's not old. Murphy's thirty-five. Murphy's he's much older oh, yeah. than his daughter. She's like eighteen, Where's, isn't she? She's yeah, 19, she's like eighteen yeah. or nineteen. Uh, uh, like and she, she just uh, wait, wait, she just got baptized. So, well, good for her, I guess. Baptized by Murphy. <laughs> no, the 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 water. She she posted her baptism on uh, on 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 the Instagram. Is water what oh, we're calling gotcha. it nowadays? Yeah, hot dog flavored water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she won't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, um, back to this match. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, fantastic yeah. match. Is that what we're talking about? What um, we're talking about here? Definitely wasn't as good as Halloween Havoc. Um, no, not many matches are. Um, I did one line of commentary that popped me was um, Shivani said. You know, these two met last month at Halloween Havoc in what is regarded as one of the best cruiserweight matches. And then, like, two minutes later, Tanae was like, like you said earlier, these two met at Halloween Havoc is what people regard as maybe the match of the year. And I'm just like, ha, ha, fuck you, Shivani. You knew that was the best match you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but, no, yeah, wasn't. apparently not. Every, every match is every the best single night. night. Every single night is the best night in the history of our sport. Exactly, mm-hmm. including this one. But this was only the best night in the history of our sport until uh, I was about to say SummerSlam, <laughs> until Starcade '97, where we would have the best, uh, the greatest night in the history of our sport um, until Fall Brawl, or not Fall Brawl. What was Slam Yeah, after no, Starcade, and Slam No, sold out. And then. Oh, sold, sold out. out and then Slambury. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, this match was great. Was, well, no, Slambury was in May. So it was sold out. Then we would get uh, Super Brawl. Then on Super Super Brawl. Was the... There was too many freaking S's in WCW. Yeah. They eventually Slambury, got the S Starcade, out of there. Super Brawl. Sold out. Yeah. yeah. Spring Stampede. Starcade. Slambury. Halloween's Havoc. No, I'm joking. Did not have an S there. Uh, All right, so back to Ray and although, Eddie. Although it, did, it, it was, it was uh, for a while, Halloween Havoc was uh, sponsored by 
Slim uh, Jims. Uh, yeah, so that's DS right there. Slim Jims. Yeah. How back, back, to Ray, right. back to Ray versus Eddie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great great match. Uh, man, Eddie, Eddie was awesome. Uh, Kurt Henning did defeat uh, Ric Flair for uh, the uh, United States Championship. Uh, here, uh, this was uh, where... Uh, Ric Flair wanted to get his revenge for being screwed uh, and betrayed by uh, the fake horseman, uh, Kurt Henning, who took Arnst's pot and spit all over it as he betrayed the horseman at, in full, at full brawl uh, at war games. Uh, yeah, see? You can screw people at war games. So... Um and yeah, that was undisputed. Uh, but yeah, Kurt Henning retains the championship here. And and I had to watch a damn fun match, shoot. and it was versus Kurt Henning, <laughs> and it was I don't really like Henning either, and it was just like he was tuning in and out, and I was like, this is still going on. Okay, I'm tuning out, tune back in. It's still going on. Oh crap. Okay, now he's just putting him in the figure four for the first time. Okay, golly. <laughs> And uh, hit this him with was a the second longest match of the night. It felt like it, it certainly felt <laughs> like it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't like either guy, I didn't like the match, but I understood the story and it was a big, important story. But the NWO always gets their, always gets their way because they're this, too sweet, baby. This was Arn's spot. This was the spot in the horseman. And Kurt Henning got it and spit all over it. And how dare he? Uh, the match went too long. Uh, I like both guys, yep. but this match was too long. <laughs> yeah. um, other than that, it was fine. But, yeah, this should not have went almost 20 minutes. All right. And then we come to the main event of the evening where 60 men will battle in three rings until one man is left. Survivor. Um, that man would then get, get the championship match at Super Brawl against mm-hmm. the winner of Hogan and Sting at Starcade. That's right. And they so changed here we go. the rules a little bit this year. They changed the rules a little bit this year, though. They said that if you go to the floor, you're done. It doesn't matter if you go through the underneath the bottom rope, through the ropes, over the rope. If you touch the floor, you're eliminated. And they said when it gets down to five guys in each ring, that's when they all converge in, in ring number two. Where last year it was you had to go over the top rope. So you could go up the second rope and the bottom rope and then come back in and come in and out as long as you didn't go over the top rope and have your feet touch the floor. And then it was also 10 guys in each ring and then accumulating them together. So this way, this they had shortened it a little bit to make it move a little bit faster, I guess, where guys couldn't go out and hang out outside the ring and cause a little bit of confusion there. As soon as you touch the floor, you were done. All right. And here we go. The competitors, gentlemen, Chris Adams, Brad Armstrong, Buff Bagwell, The Barbarian, Redacted Chris Benoit, Bobby Blaze, 
Booker T, Cyclope, Damien. Cyclope, you know that. Cyclope, come on. Cyclope, you guys just correct He's, he's a Spanish. Year. He's a Spanish guy, and you didn't speak it in a Spanish accent. This is uh, this is America, okay? We speak English. America. In America. That's true. Right. You are American. Uh, Damien El Dandy, Barry Darso. El Dandy. Uh, the yeah, the uh, former Repo Man, also uh, ah, what was his name? Smash was he was also Smash of uh, yeah, he was Smash uh, Demolition. Demolition but, Smash, uh, yeah. But I remember he, he he had he was he got fired after um, they he and uh, Dustin bled on the uh, on the Uncensored nineteen ninety five. That was a that was a fun one. Disco Inferno, Jim Duggan, hello. Fit Finley, Hector Garza, uh, Glazier, Johnny Grunge, Juventud Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero Jr., Eric Guerrero, Kurt Henning, Prince Ikea, Chris Jericho, Liz Mark Jr., Lex Luger, Dean Malenko, Steph McMichael, Ming, Ernest Miller, Ray Mysterio Jr., Hugh Morris, Mortis, Yuhi Nagata, John Nord, whoever that is, I think he was uh, Nord the Barbarian. He was a berserker. He was North. He was a berserker, and he was one. Yeah, he was one of the. He was Nord, Nord the Barbarian. And, and he I was know uh, Nord the Barbarian, but I didn't know he was a berserker. Huh. Yeah, he was also a berserker, but he was interesting. And he was also um, he was uh, he was one half the Lumberjacks with Scott Norton, where he was it was Flapjack Norton and and. Uh, and John and I think he was just John Nord then, but him and Scott Norton were the flat were the lumberjacks in uh, the AWA. Hmm, there we go. Was, okay, that's the guy. Diamond Dallas Page, La Parca, Lord Steven Regal, The Renegade, Rocco Rock, Randy Savage, Silver King, Norman Smiley, Luce Piccoli, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, Stevie Ray, Super Calo. Squire David Taylor, Ray Trailer, Ultimo Dragon, The Hammer, Greg Valentine, Viano 4, Viano 5, Vincent, Candle Women, Win, Women, Wyndham, Wrath, Alex Wright, and as we find at the very end of the match, Hollywood Hogan. He's the champion and he's fighting for a championship title opportunity. Which I guess means that he wouldn't have to defend it, or he could pick his challenger. It's unprecedented times, but we'd have to decide that. Um, yeah. But yet again, they so this year they also just had one uh, commentator, commentary, yeah. instead instead of the multiple teams for each ring, which was a little chaotic, a little uh, got a little clunky at times. Um, so. It made it a little smoother, but um, I, I, you know, it's always a fun match, and comes down to the NWO save, you know, saving each other and all this, and you get DDP of the Giants and Lex Luger and uh, Steve and Booker T, and uh, who was the fifth guy of WCW that was left? 
Giant, DDP, uh, Booker Page, T. Giant, and Booker T. Page, Giant, Booker T, Booker Lex, T Luger, Lex Luger, and somebody and else were like the five that were WCW guys. Wasn't it Rick? Rick Steiner? Yeah, it was Rick Steiner, yeah. They're the ones because the, the, at the end, the the uh, the um, they didn't want to uh, go to the, the second NWO ring. didn't want to go into ring two, and so you had to chase yeah. them and all that stuff. Yeah, that was so um, weird. Yeah, but it was it was the NWO just trying to play games and stuff. Good strategy. Confuse your opponent, especially when one of them yeah. is Rick Steiner. He's easy to confuse. Yeah. Um, dog face. Uh, yep, the dog face. This year, I mean, we we've had. I mean, at, at this point, we already knew what the concept was and everything. Yeah. This year, it really was all about the NWO and versus WCW. Supreme. Yeah. 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 So they got the everybody end, in the, and out. The fake sting come down, and it was like it was the the super tall sting who just stepped over the top rope, and nobody thought it wasn't Sting for a minute until he took off the mask, and I was like, "Come on, y'all, that's Kevin Nash. There's no seven foot tall Sting, okay?" Sting's not that big. He never steps over the top rope. That was the dead giveaway right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it legitimately was. Like, uh, the the entire crowd was, like, popping. And then, like, you know, he comes down, and then you start, like, kind of seeing people, like, wait, what? And then when he stepped over the top rope, he, everybody just kind of went, uh, that's not that's Sting. That's not Stinger, y'all. Yeah. And then he pointed the bit like the the one thing that was hilarious is he pointed the bat at uh, Scott Hall, and usually every time he pointed the bat, the entire like crowd would go nuts, and it was just yeah, be like, oh. dead quiet. It was they, dead quiet. They knew it was. They knew it wasn't Sting. That's why. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck after that. Yeah, uh, everybody was chanting sad. for Sting earlier, and it didn't happen. And then Scott Hall is your winner with help from Kevin Nash because for whatever reason there was a referee inside the ring to make sure the eliminations happened and Scott Hall was distracting him while Kevin Nash hit DDP and uh, the Giant with the bat to knock them out. Well, of course. Why wouldn't you? You need a referee inside the ring instead of outside the ring to make sure their feet touch. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. If you don't think yeah. about it, there you go. That's the that's the that's the big key. You can't think about it. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what one thing that you guys, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, uh, but everybody was wearing six a six t shirt. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, all the end of, yeah, and that was because uh, short woman had been injured, and uh, so that's why he injured, was not that there. Was it. Okay, mm-hmm. he so had he not yet been fired. fired. Yeah. Okay. So he had been gotcha. injured, and that's why he was out. So in solidarity, all the brethren were wearing six t-shirts. Um, yeah. Yeah. Once the eventual firing came about and everything, then you know you you would see it play out somewhat on uh, on TV. But uh, 
yeah, that that's what why that was there. Um, okay. I was thinking that they were doing that to prelude, like that he would be the last guy to come out. And mm-hmm. then, of course, it was Hogan instead, and everybody was like, oh, snap, it's Hogan. Well, guys, and we, Hogan we, just basically eliminated himself. He he didn't really uh, didn't really come and eliminate anybody. I'm shocked no, we he, haven't mentioned the biggest superstar in World War Three. No, nobody mentioned Renegade. L Dandy. No, El Renegade. L Dandy, the, the, the chairman of WCW. Renegade. Let's look Renegade ain't the goat. Renegade's, Renegade's bad. Renegade's oh. about on on Mongo levels of bad, okay? <laughs> yeah. Re- Renegade, Re- you know, Renegade would be a, a a worse wrestler if he was actually the ultimate warrior. Damn. Is that who he was supposed to be? Like a Maka Rev? Yeah. yeah. He was supposed to be the ultimate warrior without the face paint? Yeah. No, he had the face paint. When yeah, he, he had started. the face paint. Oh, he came out with face. I didn't. Re- I didn't yeah. remember seeing him with face paint when he came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he came out running. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember him in singles matches. I just remember him in W in World War Three. That's all I'm saying. I don't remember seeing him in face paint at World War Three. Yeah. No. I, I, he may not have had uh, the uh, what do you call it. The face paint by then. I mean, I think he might have been uh, tag teaming or with Joe Gomez at that point, or not. But yeah, he. This was pre One Warrior Nation. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he yeah, had a whole yeah. face paint and all in red gotcha. and yellow and the tights. Gotcha. He was just terrible all around. Yeah, got it. He had the tassels too. That's oh, that's, that's the important mm-hmm. part is the tassels. That's the yeah, only the way you can be the ultimate warrior is if you have the tassels. Yeah. He was ultimate, brother. He was something, that's for sure. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, as we saw the year previous, uh, this year was uh, another win for the good guys as the NWO, uh, you know, Scott Hall, uh, it, it won uh, World, uh, World War Three. Uh, note: uh, This is uh, the first time where the winner actually never got his title shot. Because no, he yeah. did, didn't he? No, he took it at, at oh, because he he ended up having because Super Brawl was where he was supposed to face. Um, well, because Sting lost the belt, didn't he? Sting won it, and yeah. then Sting lost it to Macho and Man. They held it up, yeah. And they held it up and stuff. So yeah, so Scott Hall, and then Scott Hall got to drinking, and that's where he took his time off and and all that for a while when he was drinking, right? Right. And they made it the was stuff. a very very fluid year for him. Yeah, yeah. Because WW or WCW and WWF really like making uh, storylines about real life problems out of your your real life your real life substance abuse issues. Yeah, because that's not a shitty thing to do or anything. But yeah, that was uh, so. Yeah, you, you get the end of the audience the night. Two sweet Woo! each other, celebrating. And we are the champ. They even hit the DD. They even pulled DDP back in to beat him up some more. Gave it hit him and Hogan gave DDP cutter. a diamond cutter. Hogan hits him with a shitty diamond cutter, and and uh, 
so bad. Just to insult the injury, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and the show goes off the air with the end of the yep. celebrating. Yeah, and that that's oh. where we're gonna end our review, our look back at World War Three, nineteen ninety seven. Uh, so yeah, what grade do we give this one? I go like a B on this one. I don't think it was as good as ninety six as far as the undercard matches go. Um, but it was still fun. It was still an enjoyable show. Um, and of course the world war three match is always kind of fun because of the unpredictability. And this year you had much more WCW unity against the NWO. I thought that was cool too. Um, you know, rallying the troops of WCW versus the NWO, um, at the end of the world war three matchup. So I give it a B. Uh, yeah, B is probably okay with me. Yeah, well, you guys are generous today. I'm giving it a C. A C. Ooh, I feel like, right. I feel like we had we had a lot of misses. I mean, uh, Nagata versus Dragon was good. Uh, yeah, you know, Guerrero versus Mysterio was good, uh, and uh, in the World War Three is always fun. Uh, of course, I was, you know, be, being a Hogan fan, I was all about the NWO, who wore my black and white all the time. Oh, jeez. I, I didn't feel realize like, you were an NWO. I, that, was, that changes everything, Patrick. Yeah. I don't know if we could be friends now. Dang. I, 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 yeah, I, I love used all to have, the heels, and I can't even like the NWO. I used to, I, I used to I, have my black and white, like, red and white. Dang. I had DDP shirts and the Sting shirt and the Rey Mysterio Flying Fury shirt. I was WCW all the way, baby. You want to know I how I knew that? You want to know how I knew World War Three was going to be a big match? Because DDP was in his ribs. jeans and had his ribs taped. He had his ribs taped and he was in the jeans. That's how you knew he was going to the finish. He wasn't going to go out early. Exactly, because you knew it was going to be a banger of a match when he was wearing that. When he was wearing jeans with the rib tape, yep. Yep. So, yeah, so I give it a C. But, you know, we will see next time what the last what World War Three gets. Huh. Uh, the the last but not least when it was, well. It might least, be the least. We'll see. Uh, WCW NWO percent World War Three. 60 men, three rings, one survivor. Uh, and of course, uh, 1998 was an interesting year. Um, yeah, what to look forward to this one? Uh, another fun uh, Cruiserweight Championship match. Uh, the first time that the World War Three uh, match did not have main event the show. Um, because this one was headlined by Diamond Dallas Page and Bret Hart. Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. And then the Battle of the Steiners, um, which uh, was an interesting one nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, so will we be here next week? Stay tuned to find out. If not, we will see you next month. Uh, until As always, make sure you check out all the catalog of the backlog of uh, shows 
uh, on Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Google, Amazon Music, uh, and check us out on the Twitter machine at FOW Radio. Uh, Danny's on Twitter at Danny F in Danger. Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X. Mika's on Twitter at Mika Villas, wherever she is. Heart emojis to you, Mika Villas. And uh, I am on Twitter at uh, YellowmanPA, but you don't want to follow that because I almost never tweet. And when it does, it's not very good. So, yeah. Uh, And, yeah, so happy Thanksgiving. And until next time, keep watching wrestling.